You are listening to the Bulls Cast with Chris Stonage and Ben Goddard, your independent Hereford FC podcast. Hello and welcome back to Bulls Cast, your independent Hereford FC and all things Hereford support podcast brought to you by the Hereford Times. I'm joined once more, as per usual, uh, by the head of sport content, Ben Goddard. Uh, how are you, Ben? You good? Yeah, good morning. Yeah, no, yeah, a bit tired. Last night was a bit of a busy one with two Atlantic games to fit in somehow. And uh, so, yeah, there was a busy evening and a frantic morning trying to get all the papers away and bits and bobs done. So, yeah, um, busy, busy me this morning. Yeah, I mean, you can't, you can't tell Ben's got a bit of the sniffles, um, but he's still turning out. And uh, he's still he's still making this podcast every week with me. So uh, it's absolutely fair enough to him. And yeah, um, it's been um, another week where Hereford have uh, failed to, to pick up any points, um, unfortunately. Um, but Ben, Boston United, um, I actually went up to Liverpool on Saturday and I had the M5 mayhem, as you put in our, in our notes. Uh, it took us two hours to actually move. Uh, I wonder how how that impacted you. Didn't impact me. Did it oh, not? Right. We, we, I went a different way. Oh yeah, of course, because you're going down, aren't you? It, impact, it probably impacted. Um... No, no, no. I sort of. You could go either way, and uh, luckily I chose the right way. Yeah. Once. <laughs> <laughs> so right, you yeah. Go, so I did. You go the M42. So yeah, I went down and across the like Lamington Way. Yeah. And then and then up, um, up up a different way on the. The long road to Boston with a million roundabouts. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it's yeah, not it's, as long a road as it would have been. <laughs> wow, well, yeah, I, I think I'd rather the long road to Boston with lots of roundabouts than stuck and stand still for two hours on the M5, which the, the Hereford team were. That there would be alongside you somewhere in that traffic jam. Yeah, you could have nipped on the bus and got an interview while you were there. <laughs> but yeah, how how was the game, mate? Was it? Um... Well, yeah, uh, I mean, Hereford turned up at 10 past three for a free fair kickoff, which is never ideal. Never ideal for, to have such a little little preparation time going into a, a real tough place to play. I mean, they, I think they'd only lost one at home going into the into that. They're on a really good run, Boston, at home, and they they failed to really impress as well. There was two teams huffing and puffing not really getting very far. Um, defensive mistake for the Boston goal. I mean, Hereford had four or five chances to clear the ball out in the box and failed to do so. And Burroughs just great, gratefully put it in the back of the net. And and that kind of summed up Hereford's day, really, getting stuck on the motorway. And then before that, Miles' story was through on goal and guy's heels clipped. And the referee just waved away any appeals. And that... that that decision was probably the warning signs that it just wasn't to be. And we, we keep saying it every week, not to be, oh, we could have won 4-0 if we got taken our chances. They didn't really create a lot of chances like at Boston and they created probably enough to get a point. Uh, they probably did enough. I mean, my story hitting the post, that again sums up the afternoon, um, hit the post and Ryan McLean can't quite fin- uh, follow it up and then... Um, Boston got the other way and get just not not a penalty. We were right in front of it. It definitely was a penalty. Ben Pollock got a hold of the ball, um, and yeah, that that was that that was that game over. I mean, 
whether Hereford would have thrown anything at it and got, and got a late, late equaliser, I don't know. But the penalty sealed it and that was it. Um, a harsh penalty. If that if it had been nil-nil, they'd have been crying about that penalty for months because it definitely wasn't a penalty. But as it was at 1-0 and unlikely to get anything from the game, that just kind of sealed the, the day, really. So, yeah, um, another disappointing afternoon. Uh, tough play, another tough place to go. Like I keep saying, it's it's very hard to get points on the road in the national law. I mean, if you're looking at the playoffs, you win your home games, you draw away. That's kind of a, a routine. If you get that form, then then you're doing well and you'll be up there. And Hereford haven't had the home games. Um, two Blythe and Kettering, both winnable games. You would expect them to win both games, both postponed. Only four home games this season. Two of them um, filed who are going to romp the league and Spennymore who will be up there in the top two or three. So, yeah, two, two, probably two of the top four sides at Agnes Street are visited and only four home games. And I think the league reflects that. It's a weird one, isn't it? I mean, I don't know if you... I, I Of course, you know, FA Cup postponement as well as COVID issues as well. Um, but it is still strange that it's played out in that way that only four home games uh, at Edgar Street. But I know obviously all the games will get played and all that. But yeah, it's, it's a strange one. But luckily we've got one coming up uh, against Chorley. Uh, it's actually, I've just checked uh, the fixture list. It's the first home game in the National North since Lemington, I believe, which is the 25th of September, Ben. Yeah. Um, which is crazy. Uh, how much do you think that'll play uh, to an advantage to get uh, the fans back at Edgar Street cheering on their team in the league? Oh, it's a huge advantage. Edgar Street is 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 what it is. I mean, it's the one place teams don't want to come. We're, every week we sit on the podcast, you know, it's a tough place to go. It's a tough and Hereford is a tough place to go for any opposition because they know the Meadow End will suck the ball into the back of the net. They know they need to they need to do a real good job on Hereford to get anything from the game. And that's what Hereford's lacking in their season is the home games. Um, like I just like we said, I mean, September, <laughs> two months ago, I mean, it's like, it's been so long since they've had a league home game, the FA Cup postponement, COVID postponements. And if, if Hereford, say another three points of the league, would people still be moaning about Josh Gowling and, and the start, the start's not been good, but it's not been helped by the lack of home games, in my opinion, and and not taking the chances. I mean, there's there's multiple reasons why Hereford sit where they are. Um, I don't think it's as quite a squad thing, and there's quite a few people that think it probably is, and that there there needs to be a change. But I think from polls I've seen, that's probably in the slight minority at the moment. Um, but it is a growing minority. So Hereford do need, I mean, three, I think it's three of the next four league games are at home. They need to win two of them at least. And then let's see where the, what the table looks like at Christmas. I think making any managerial change now would be rash, um, especially with the news only one team will go down this season. Um, making any change would be completely rash at the moment. And also, it would really hit the club financially, um, which the club can't afford at the moment to do. I mean, the budget's tight as it is. I mean, if you, you've you got to pay 
for the manager. You you may have to pay for the manager to leave. Um, you may you probably you'll have to pay for a new manager to come in, and then he might not like the squad that he's got. So is it is it more trouble than it's worth? I mean, Telford got rid of their boss and can't get a new one in. So it's yeah, it's it's a big decision, and I don't think Hereford are near that position yet. I think if if there's another month of bad results then there'll be pressure on that to be made. But I think that there is room to turn it around. And we saw, I've seen enough signs in these away games, like Alfreton, how she won that game. Um, then that's the, the one before Boston. I think Boston are a very good side and they did a job on Hereford. They pressed the ball from the first minute. They didn't let the influential players have the ball for more than a second. Harry Pinchard barely, took, barely could breathe. With before we had men on his breathing on his neck, they just closed and they pressed Hereford really well, and they just stopped Hereford playing their game. And it's the first team, apart from maybe File, although File didn't File didn't do it as well as Boston. It's the first team I've seen really do a good, really good job on Hereford. Um, I hear there's Spennymore. I missed that home game, but I hear that Spennymore may have done a similar job on them at Agus Street. Um, but yeah, so I think Boston did a really good job on them. But Miles Story's effort goes in, take a one-one, everyone's happy, and take a point from a really strong-looking Boston, and that's the fine margins where just Hereford aren't hitting at the moment. That there's a defensive error for Boston's opening goal. Then Miles Story has one. Well, Boston could have got a red card for bringing down Miles Story through on goal. That's possibly changed the game. Miles Story hits the post. Another possible changing moment of the game, and it's just them fine moments. Josh Callan said it time after time again. It's the fine moments, and it just hasn't been falling for Hereford this season. The only time it fell was at York, and Hereford won. That's the only only game I can remember where they've been fortunate, or the fine moments have fallen in their way. It always seems to be the other way around um, at the moment, and hopefully, with a run of home games, change of form, hopefully, and. The return of Christian Pierce. <laughs> it sounds like a, an epic gladiator movie, the way you're putting that, mate. Um, it is a weird one, isn't it? Um, the, the pressure on Josh. I mean, you know, we have, as you mentioned, there is signs trying to play football the right way. And I think you mentioned in the previous podcast, like as a squad, this is probably one of the best you've seen in terms of individual talent and the way that they can they can go since the, the reform. Um how long, if if the if if it keeps going on like this, uh, would you give him? Depends. Depends how where where the league sits. Um, you've got Blythe and Farsley Celtic, I think. After their positive starts for both of them, are dropping like a stone. Only one team gets relegated. It's going to cost a lot of money that the club doesn't have to get potentially there may be a deal where Josh says look it's not working for me I'm okay but potentially you could end up paying him for the next year and a half um, and if if that's what he wants he's in a contract for two seasons so it's going to cost a lot of money to do that um, so yeah I mean if teams are, dro- teams are dropping around, around Hereford and they can pick up enough points it's the only thing is, it's not good for fans if the performance... But the performance have been decent. I mean, 
just the points haven't been picked up. So while they're playing decent football, and as long as they keep away to a little bit clear of that bottom bottom position, and the fans are entertained, I think that's the main thing. If if the fans aren't entertained, Hereford haven't been beaten four nils, three four nils, and kicked off the park. So I think I don't. I think there is pressure because the league doesn't lie, but. The, the performances in general have been quite positive. Um, Hereford haven't been kicked off the park, haven't by anybody. Uh, so you kind of set that suggests that they're fine moments, they just aren't quite working. And while they're not bottom of the league and adrift, you kind of say, just hold on. <laughs> hold on for the ride. I mean, because the alternative is is going to be difficult um, unless unless a deal can be reached unless but yeah the alternative is going to be difficult for them and possibly have repercussions for two three four seasons if if the budgets get really hit so yeah I mean it's a big decision that would have to be made but I wouldn't be making anything right now because as, as it sits I mean two three wins and they'll be mid-table so I think there's there is obviously pressure because of the table, but I feel that maybe a little bit undeserved because of the performances, but you understand it because because of the position and where how fans expect them to be. But yeah. it's, it's after COVID as well, so the budget's not what it was. Um, the but they cut it's level playing level field because. They haven't had the no one's had the attendances for last season to bring the money in. So you can say, oh, Hereford getting 1,500 at home, but they didn't last season. Clubs were scraping by as much as little as they can. And Hereford's overheads were higher than a lot of other clubs, which is obviously impact as well. So lots of different things going on. Um, lots of different reasons behind maybe the start and, and where they're at. But yeah, just hold on, I think. Um, give, I mean, another month's time by Christmas. I think it needs to be evaluated maybe again at Christmas or if Hereford get on a run of four or five terrible defeats and then you could probably say, look, there needs to be a change. But whether that change will happen, I don't know because the implications could be huge on, on and who do you bring in and what players and what players are contracted, what, there's massive implications if you make a change, but which I don't think is completely necessary right now, although I understand why fans would be feeling it is. Yeah. It's it's well, if you've paid put good money on Gloucester City and Hereford being the bottom two at the start of this season, yeah. I mean there were we there were two sides that we were saying should be getting in the playoffs at least. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a really really strange season uh, so far. But hopefully it can uh, can perk up. Um, other things going on um, it, with Hereford. Um, a link with Westfields, Ben. Um, yeah. Can you detail what actually that is going to bring for both clubs? So, as I understand, nothing's been formally agreed. Uh, so yeah, it was kind of um, a shock to Westfields when the news came out that um, it might be happening. 
Um, so yeah, I think maybe we shouldn't have that in the podcast. Maybe take that out. <laughs> Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. That's not a problem. Um, um, so yeah, ask the question again. Yeah, what in terms of? Well, I'll go on to what. Lads club. And all, yeah. I'll, I'll go on to the um, the lads club and Westfield stuff now. No, it's all right. Just say the question again as it was, and I'll just do a different answer. Ah, okay. <laughs> um, I mean, so I've completely taken off track. <laughs> um, so in other bulls news off the field, Ben. Um, a link with Westfields. Now, obviously nothing's been formally agreed, but how much do you think uh, it could benefit both clubs and in what way? Yeah, I mean, it's it's positive that Hereford fans, when Hereford are away, might be going to watch um, your, your fringe players or players returning from injury um, in Hereford still um, at Westfields. So yeah, it's, it's a good link, really. Um, I think positive-wise... We'll work for Westfields in the likes of your players who need match fitness. So Njai, who's just signed, um, is he's, he's a non-contract player um, who signed at this weekend. So he has come from an agent and has been around three or four weeks, I think, at Hereford, uh, training with a team. He was in Turkey last season. And, um, and he's obviously not match fit. And you like, so Victor's... To the end, who hasn't had a preseason, not match fit. So you've put throw them into the into the Lions den and put them in league game. All of a sudden, they pull up with injuries because then they're not they're, they're they're training, but they're not match peak fitness. So it's important they get minutes, um, and there's a potential for Westfields to capitalise by using these skillful players to get them extra points and um, catapult them up the league. Um, on dual registration so it's a good link for for Hereford and Westfields that way and also it's a good stepping stone as well because Westfields obviously got um, under 18s team Hereford got under 18s team so you've got two under 18s teams feeding into the first teams and maybe some of the youngsters might not make it to Hereford but they they might make it to Westfields um, into their squad Um and so Hereford can keep a look at them and keep track of them while at Westfield. And maybe in two seasons with Westfield, they might be integrated back in the Hereford system. It's just giving youngsters more of a pathway. Um, it's a bit of a shame Westfield haven't got the reserves still because they had a Hereford Premier side. Um, maybe that will come back um, in, in the long term. Uh, but yeah, I think it's, def- it's definitely a positive. Um, gives players more of a pathway into the Hereford setup. And makes it feel more local as well. Um, so the county cups another, but that's obviously a small competition where have probably four or five games to to blood their youngsters. So they probably need a couple more than that to have a look at them. Maybe at Westfield and the cup competition Westfield are in that sort of thing. Um, so obviously Westfields have got. I'm not sure they're taking place this season because of COVID. But usually there's a league cup, there's a flood lit cup. And there's a couple of other cups in the Hellenic League. And that'll be a perfect opportunity for the West Hereford youngsters to maybe go and impress themselves on a senior stage. And then maybe they'll work their way into the Westfields team. Also, Westfields players who are impressing and doing really well may end up training with Hereford um, and progressing themselves by training in a full-time setup. And then maybe going back playing their league football at Westfields. So yeah, there's there's lots of different branches. 
um, I gather it's got to be tied up and sorted out and what, what different teams expect from the other team. But on the basis of it, yeah, it's very positive. Yeah, it's always good to see, isn't it? I mean, and and yeah, I, I personally think it's, it's perfect really for, for especially the young Hereford players to go and play a, a good level at Westfields and, and Westfields are an ambitious club themselves. So of, of course they'll, uh, they'll go and, uh, and hopefully progress from this. But um, you mentioned uh, earlier at the start of the podcast, you had a bit of a busy night last night. Um, you were in and around uh, the Hellenic League. Uh, where were you, mate? And uh, what results did you get? So uh, three ones. Both both games ended three one. Not bad. either side of the alleyway. Um, so yeah, those those of you that aren't familiar with Hereford and the Hellenic League side, so West Westfields play at Westfields Ground, Allpay Park. But across the alleyway is literally there is an alleyway between the two sides, and the other side of the alleyway is the Hereford County Ground where Lads Club play. And coincidentally, both teams were at home uh, last night. So I went over to Lads Club. Um, I'd been at Westfields the previous week. Um, even though Westfields were playing the leaders, I went to Lads Club to see what, what was going on there and see how they were getting on. And and they they had a good performance. Um, Adam Hockey caused mayhem early on, That's as he always does. Yeah, he's a good player, Adam Hockey. And then James Hancock's um, hockey hit the post. Um, Hancock's followed up the opener. And then uh, an in- nice individual effort by Hancock to actually turn the man. And then a um, really good shot across the goalkeeper for the second goal. Um, Lindy probably with her first chance, pull one back. Um, header, really good header from a free kick, actually. Uh, there was no stopping it, that's for sure, by the goalkeeper. And then um, and then a strike by Levi, Levi Ellis uh, sealed the points. And uh, that and literally, Lindy at one end, Stephen Bell made a save. And the Lydney player threw it straight out. Hockey found Ellis with a, a searching ball and then Ellis smashed it into the back of the net. So we talk about fine margins of Hereford, the fine margins in every football game. And that's an, another example of Lydney think they should almost equalise one end, but for a good save. And then and then find themselves two goals down two seconds later. So yes, and then Lydney came back into it the last 20 minutes threw everything forward. Lads Club, uh, um, Lads Club defended well and hockey almost, well, deserved the penalty actually, but didn't get given another similarity with Hereford. <laughs> and, uh, and so, yeah, I spoke to Danny Moon after, he might hear a clip of that. And then, um, and then I went across the alleyway. <laughs> Not actually, you can't actually walk across the alleyway from Lads Club's ground, you've got to walk down and across over yeah, to Wall Park. Man. And I had a chat with the manager, Phil Glover, uh, after their 3-1 win over the leaders and um, fantastic performance and result for Westfields for both sides last night. But Westfields, the league is very much up for grabs. Seven points there behind the leaders now with um, with a game in hand. There's a, there's a big lead, leading pack of teams and Westfields are well among that. With, um, as you'll hear from Phil Glover, um, there are definitely um, big players to come back. Your likes of um, Billy Murphy was on the bench last night, um, Joel Edwards and Rob Purdy as well. So, yeah, definitely a um, um, exciting times for both teams. Um, Lads Club, obviously, they, they've not really got ambit their ambitions to stay up and, and they're doing very well in that 10th place now with 20-odd points. 
Um, Danny Moore still wants to get to 30, 35, I think he said. Um, so, yeah, their ambition is to get to that line, as any from outside does, get to that line and then kick on. Um, so, yeah, that's his um, ambition. And then um, Westfield's, their ambitions, um, obviously, to target that promotion and uh, everything that brings with it. So, yeah, um, exciting times for both teams and both teams in really good positions to now kick on for the rest of the season. And why not, eh? Um, really good stuff for the Hereford sides now. Not so good stuff uh, for us this week, Ben, uh, on the uh, Fantasy League. Uh, you still got more points than me this week, um, which is which is quite devastating to be honest. Because I'm 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 sort of uh, I'm I'm in free fall. I'm down a thirty first, and if you remember two weeks ago, I was actually in tenth. Um, uh, but I only got thirty three points this week, which might be the worst I've ever got in any uh, week ever. Uh, ben got thirty four. So I got a point more. You got one point more. You're slowly climbing, Ben. Um, into 54th um, on 513 points. Uh, you're only 60-odd points behind me, and that's nothing in, in the in the grand, scre- grand scheme of things. Um, finding Timo, uh, Sandy Smith still leaving, leading uh, the uh, table, even though they only got 39 points this week. Um, I did captain Mo Salah. I recaptained, him. I recaptained him, and he uh, okay. only got an assist. But there we go. Uh, it's uh, hopefully I'll have to return. To on Monday, yeah, well, well uh, Huanqi Chan did nothing for me. I put Huanqi Chan in, and he did nothing. He had a goal disallowed, didn't he? I know. I'm fuming. The VAR cost you probably yeah. cost you ten points. Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's just not good enough. Um, but and anyway, didn't he have a, I think he had a penalty, didn't he? As well, didn't he have a penalty? Not yeah, got, not allowed as well. Yeah. I was, I was throwing stuff at the telly at that point. <laughs> you still beat Everton, though. <laughs> and, uh, whenever Everton lose, um, that's so, all. Yeah, uh, yeah, but, uh, but yeah, anyway. I need to take, um, I need to have a look at my wall side and take Adam Traore out. It's got to happen. Yeah, um, yeah anyway. it's not. Yeah. Um, and just a quick update on Balls on FM. I, I've played another uh, 12 games into the new national off season and I'm in second place. So your second season in my second season. So ah, there you go. Well, Josh Gowlin take some hint, take some tips from uh, Chris <laughs> and uh, get up to your, was it 11th place finish last season that you got? 11th place last season, second place so far after 12 games. Fighting for the league next season. That's that's the two-year plan. Absolutely. And uh, yeah. yeah, so uh, hopefully I'll have that season finished by next next week and uh, we can chat more about hopefully a promotion. But anyway, uh, thank you very much for listening to Ballscast. Um, if you do want to get in touch, please do so. Um, if you comment on either of our Twitters or on any social media platform, we will get back to you about that. Um, any listener comments we appreciate. And yeah, um, we will catch you in the next episode next week. See you later.